Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. NIV You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart, put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. MSG What bliss you experience when your heart is pure. For then your eyes will open to see more and more of God. TPT Greater than a pure heart means a single heart, a heart in which only one desire lives, love. Greater than Peter Kreeft. An impure scenario. Suppose a young man courts a young woman. They get to know one another, fall in love, and get married. On their wedding day, as they leave the church building and speed away, the young couple reminisce about love and life. But when the groom begins to speak about a future together, the bride, with a smile on her face says, Okay, you can pull over now. The groom, completely smitten with his new bride, does exactly what she asks. The young woman gets out of the car and, blowing a kiss, says, this was fun. Maybe I'll see you around sometime. I don't think this is funny, says the groom. Hey, we had a great time, right? The perky bride says. Yes, responds the groom, and it will last forever. Oh, you are such a darling, the bride says, and with a wry smile, but I'll be in touch. Ha, what? The confused groom says. Yeah, I'll call. We'll get together, says the bride without flinching. The groom, now also feeling heartsick says, I don't understand. What's going on? Dear, I just need my space. It's not like I don't care. I have other things to do. Other men to see. Yes, a ridiculous and improbable scenario. Yet one which is repeated every day, multiple times a day. For the groom is the Lord God Almighty, and the bride is the church. Purity and God. Purity is a big deal to God. The phrase, pure in heart, is Christ's way of upholding the biblical call to holiness. To be pure is to have no mixed motives, no hidden agendas, and no side job of moonlighting with the world while being an upstanding kingdom citizen during the day. It isn't letting Jesus court us and marry us, only to have us walk away and do whatever the heck we want. It's not only impure and unholy. It's plain wrong and messed up. Through blessing the pure in heart, Jesus was connecting us to the Old Testament ethic of being holy. The book of Leviticus, rarely the focus of any preacher or parishioner alike, is completely given to the topic of holiness. The detailed laws about daily life, including what to wear and not wear, what to eat and not eat, even who to marry and not marry, were given for a reason. God wanted the ancient Israelites to have daily reminders that they are a holy people. So, there was to be no mixing of fabrics, no meat and cheese together, no impurities introduced into any part of life. Everything about the Jewish lifestyle was to be holy, set apart to God, reminding the people that God is their husband, committed to them with responsibilities on the part of both. It was called a covenant. Leviticus 19 leaves no stone unturned on the activities of life. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Do not steal. Do not lie. Do not deceive one another. Do not swear falsely by my name and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Do not defraud or rob your neighbor. Do not pervert justice. Do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great but judge your neighbor fairly. Do not go about spreading slander among your people. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. Do not hate a fellow Israelite in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly so you will not share in their guilt. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people but love your neighbor as yourself. 
I am the Lord. Do not make different kinds of animals. Do not plant your field with two kinds of seed. Do not wear clothing woven of two kinds of material. Leviticus 19 1-2, 11-13, 15-19, NIV. Yes, indeed, purity is a big deal to God. The Holy Spirit is the divine person completely devoted to doing only the will of the Father and Son, never going rogue. The Spirit is the one who affects sanctification, becoming holy, within the life of the believer. Each year we celebrate Holy Week, a stretch of days designed to be different than the rest, devoted to journeying with Jesus and not mixing with a fickle crowd who would scream at the end of the week, Crucify Him! Crucify Him! Purity in U.S. To follow Jesus in true righteousness is to be pure in heart, that is, set apart wholly and completely for Him. Purity of heart is a fruit from the trunk of righteousness, which grew up in the soil of God's grace, with roots of humility and meekness, all watered by the tears of godly mourning. The pure in heart are those who acknowledge their sin, deal with it, and live with a clear and clean conscience before God and the world. They have an awareness of their wrongs and shortcomings without succumbing to self-criticism because of an equal awareness of God's grace. They keep short accounts with others concerning what they have done or what they should have done. They are holy. They are sanctified. They are pure in heart. The pure in heart will see God. They know they cannot make themselves pure, so they keep looking to Jesus for their forgiveness because they hunger for righteousness. One cannot whitewash a wishy-washy commitment with Jesus and be pure. This blessed beatitude has to do with our motives and what takes place in our thinking and in our hearts. What do you think about when your mind slips into neutral? Is it coveting after things or people, or does thinking go toward what is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable? Sometimes we struggle with purity of heart because we are focused not on Jesus, but on our own performance and perfection instead of letting God fill our hungry hearts. Purity results from true righteousness. A stalk of corn might look good, but if you shuck it and it's filled with worms, it isn't going to be worth much. Legalistic righteousness and empty promises of doing better are concerned to look good, not to mention they are obsessed with performance, perfection, and possessions but the righteousness of God fills our hungry hearts and makes us pure and holy, set apart for divine use and divine purposes. How, then, shall we live? What will we do? The earth is the Lord's, and everything in it. The world, and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas. And established it on the waters. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart who does not trust in an idol, or swear by a false god. They will receive blessing from the Lord, and vindication from God their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek Him. Who seek your face, God of Jacob. Psalm 24 1-6, NIV. The person with integrity shall see God. Those made pure with the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ will someday stand before God at the last judgment and there find mercy and acceptance. So, for now, until that time, we daily have the opportunity to focus on our one true love with loyalty and commitment, enjoying God's presence continually. Because the Lord will never leave us, nor forsake us, even when we sometimes forsake Him. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen.